Welcome to Inspire WV, a podcast all about inspiration through words and actions. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and I'm joined today, as always, by my friend, co-host, and guy who can't say no and is always on the go, Tim Bradley. Good morning, Tim. How's it going? Eric Nutter, I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Tim, today is another special day. We have a great guest, a couple guests, joining us remotely today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who's uh, who's on the phone with us? All right. I'm excited about this. This is uh, some, so Missy and Chad Eddy. Uh, Missy and I uh, went to Concord together. She's a, a friend of my wife, Jessica. They grew up together in Princeton, so they got to play basketball together. Um, a lot of stories about Missy growing up, so I got to meet her as well. Great person. So uh, they're going to kind of tell us a little story uh, about some of the stuff they went through, and uh, I'm excited to have them on the show today. Yeah, awesome. Missy, Chad, welcome. Thank, Thank you, you so you much guys. for having us. So so real quick, just give us a, a, an introduction uh, for both of yourselves. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so I'll introduce myself. Um, so yeah, my name's Chad Eddy. I'm originally from upstate New York. I went to Liberty University, and I was a phys ed major there, and then graduated taught school for roughly around a year. And then I moved into the business field. And then I moved down here to Raleigh. It's been eight or nine years ago. And then that's, we'll talk about the story, how I met Missy too here in just a little bit. Uh, And yeah, I'm Missy Eddy. And uh, of course, yes, I went to um, school with Tim and and Jessica at Concord and then uh, his wife also at high school. We played AAU, lots of basketball together. She's a wonderful person as well. And mom, wife and and has some great skills on the court. So, uh, yeah, my background, I have a master's in educational leadership. And so I work for the North Carolina Department of Public Instruction as a federal programs administrator for the state. So um, getting to um, help help look at budgets and monitoring and that kind of thing. And so, and then Chad and I, I met actually at a church in Raleigh. Really? Yep. So yep. you, so after school, you both had moved down to Raleigh and then met each other there? Yes. That's yep. Cool. You're exactly right. Later in life. Later right? in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's cool. That's cool. Tell us a little bit about your, your background together um, and, and kind of more about your relationship and kind of, um, you how know, your, how your church meeting grew to yeah. where you're at now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. This is a funny story. So I was going to a church in Cary in North Carolina, right next to Raleigh. Okay. And, um, I actually was in a class that was on the bulletin. It said, um, 20 to 29 years old. <laughs> and I was kind of like, I'm kind of like a big picture guy details and stuff. Isn't my expertise. So I was like, well, I'm close to that. Cause I was in the next bracket. <laughs> it, <laughs> And one of my good friends from upstate New York was actually down here. His wife, he met at that church and was married. And one time he was kind of asking me questions like, hey, um, that class is focused this and that. And it, uh, we were talking in. So I'm like, so you're saying I'm I'm kind of getting kicked out of the class or I got to <laughs> go to a different class? He's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, OK. Um, so fast forward, I moved over to a men's study. Um, it was the, the youngest was 18 and the oldest gentleman was 80. And so I was All like, right. well, I can't get kicked out of here. I'll be OK. <laughs> And then um, one time, uh, one of the gentlemen was doing a prayer request and saying, hey, just praying about the upcoming class and there's a new transition. So I was like, what what do you talk about? But anyhow, my pastor that was leading that moved over to another class. And so I actually went to that, too. And I found out it was a new co-ed class and it was in the brackets of 30s. And so... (laughs) 
when, when I got to that class, I went up to the front row, you know, because I'm trying to take notes. And I noticed somebody in the middle and I turned back and I was like, oh, wow, she seems cute. And obviously that was Missy in the middle. So that, that's kind of how we first met in that Sunday school nice. class. Third, third time's the charm. You oh, finally yeah. found the right class. It's exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So do you, do you want to pick up yeah. from there, Missy, or, yeah. or do you want me to keep going? No, uh, definitely. Uh, that's so funny. I remember that story, but it was funny because I was also in that same class because they hadn't developed the 30s class. And um, I think what it was is the pastor's wife had invited me to a Chris Tomlin concert. So I went oh, with them yeah. as a Christmas time and it was great. And then she mentioned that they were just praying about things and they were going to start up the thirties class. And so I was like, Hey, yeah, that sounds wonderful. And so I'll check it out. So I guess that's kind of how we both kind of merged together in the same class. <laughs> nice. nice. So you found your class right off the bat. You didn't have to bounce around to several. <laughs> well, I did actually, I was in the, the same class of the 20 to 29. Oh, you went to the same they, wrong class. Too. Did they, did they kick you out? <laughs> he wasn't in there at the time. So he, it was so funny. So they kind of said, okay, so we're, we need a, we need a thirties class. Cause there's too many 30 year olds. Yeah, they keep getting kicked out of that 20. <laughs> nice. nice. So we started the movement. Yeah, we started the movement. Excellent. So, so you met each other in this class and then that led to, you know, first dates and, and you, you got together, you're, you're married now. Do you have children? Nope. No children, just a cat. One cat. <laughs> okay. Right now. All right. All right. One cat. What's the cat's name? Uh, Cheddar. Love it. Love it. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then the reason we have you on the podcast, you know, we, we are an inspirational podcast. We talk about people who um, who are trying to inspire others. And, and you are just like that. You, you meet that criteria. Um, and there's there's a reason behind that. And so tell us a little bit about what led you to, to this point in your lives right now. Yeah. So so we were so basically we, we you know. I, um, going through our life, you know, we were both working our jobs, just very active. Obviously, we played sports back in the day, so we're just always on the go. Um, it came up to, I guess, the year was 20, 2018 in the springtime. And I was having a little bit of pain, like, in my back and my legs. And I was kind of like, well, let me check this out because I never I, – I didn't do anything. I wasn't playing sports and got hurt or anything. So it was just kind of weird kind of getting checked out. I actually got – um an x-ray and they were like, no, you're good to go. You're totally healthy. And I was like, yeah, I understand. I feel, I feel totally healthy, but my body was just not acting right. So fast forward, um, yeah, Miss, you can kind of so, pick up from here a little bit. Yeah. So from that point, you just in excruciating pain a lot. And I just know, you know, something wasn't, something wasn't right. And so we, you know, went through the x-ray process and like he said, and then we got him in physical therapy as well. And the physical therapy was not uh, progressing. Hmm. It was not helping at all. And so we kind of pushed for an MRI after we got the MRI, we went and had that done. And then I remember the next day they called us very early in the morning and uh, we got a phone call that said, we need to speak to you immediately at the doctor's office. And so at that point, when you get a call like that, uh, you know, it's not a good call. Yeah. So we started praying immediately and listening to praise worship music on the way over and just trying to keep fear at bay and uh, just staying in faith, you know. And so from that point, the um, I guess the doctor had you know seen the MRI and what he could tell was that there was two tumors on Chad's spine that had broken his uh, in two different places in his vertebrae. Oh, wow. So he was not able to. That's why I had to wheel him in a wheelchair into the doctor's office. And so. Um, it was just very, everything's very shocking. And so 
he had fell the night after, you know, the doctor, we went in and got all that from the doctor. He kind of fell in the house and I just couldn't do any more at that point to lift him. He's a big, strong, handsome guy. And, um, I immediately called the, um, ambulance and, you know, 911 and, um, that I remember them whisking us off, uh, to, uh, Duke university hospital. And, uh, we, it was so unique though, because Chad, you can talk about this too. The pastor that was, he was actually a pastor in the ambulance, uh, as one of the assistants. And he said, would you like to hear my new, um, CD of Hillsong, and we yeah, were like, "Yes, please." I said, "Sure." And, yeah, and yeah. that's so the, so. the tumors, the, just to clarify, so the tumors had actually caused your spine to break. Yes. Oh wow. That's, yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, he had no symptoms or anything like that, other than just the back pain, and then his leg. There was like some type of like you say, what do you say, numbness, numbness or just no feeling. Yeah. And it was really important if if we hadn't went when we did to the ER, and I felt like that was Chad saying the night before the Holy Spirit was telling him to get somewhere. Um, we he would have been possibly paralyzed because one of the tumors was on the spinal cord, and so that's why he was having numbness in his uh, left leg. And so from that point, what they told us after we got to the ER. Um, the doctor was amazing in the ER. He says, we're going to move on this quickly. We're not going to mess around. And I gave him the MRI, uh, you know, the disc so he could start quickly looking at it. And then he happened to know who we call the Michael Jordan of neurosurgery world, which is Dr. Rory Goodwin. He is amazing. And, uh, he called him and said, you know what, you know, we'll take him up in the next three hours. Get your, you know, he told me to get food. We were moving upstairs quick. And so from that point, Chad went into a six hour um, surgery. He didn't get out till like 11 or so that night in ICU. And um, I remember I'd been up 22 hours. <laughs> and uh, so from that point, you know, Chad is just amazing because five days later after surgery, he was up determined to walk and he was walking and pushing himself around to get out of the hospital. So um, I'm just amazed by that still to this day. And we know that's God's God's favor in that. Um, and so from that point, we just kind of went through the steps, which we didn't know. So uncertain at the time, you know, going through something like this and flips your whole world upside down. But pretty much met with the oncologist team and put him through uh, 10 days of radiation and then gave the diagnosis of, um, of course, um, stage four non-small cell uh, lung cancer. And from that point, we began he began um, a pill that he takes a chemo pill actually um, that ties his is a genetic mutation. It's called EGFR and it ties to that gene and shrinks the tumors to keep them at bay. And he's able to do everything. And that drug was just released on the same day Chad had surgery, May 16th. There was an executive order releasing that drug. So I know that's divine intervention as well. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Wow. My goodness gracious. So the, so the, the tumors had spread to the lungs and it was stage four when they found it. Yes. So what does that, what does that battle look like? Does that content continue today or are you past that now? Yeah. Yeah. I would say we're totally past that. I, I feel like just with my faith, faith background growing up in church and then obviously at Liberty, I just knew that it was a it was a battle and I, ever, I, I knew I could stand on God's word and stuff. So luckily with just going through some of that, we could 
stand on his word, but, you know, listen to the medical advice and take their advice. Like some of this was part of the hard part for me because me and Missy would talk. And unfortunately, I was just knowing I needed my mental focus. Probably this goes back to playing sports when you had um, you had to have your mental focus all the time. So like sometimes I would be sitting there. I'm like, we have to I'm not able to hear these guys saying different things like you're not going to be able to do this, this and this because my God says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I, unfortunately, I had to have my wife take all that um, thoughts or talk, scientific data and all that. And she listened to that where I was in my room, had praise and worship. I had sermons and I could stand on the word. So I didn't have them saying, you're not going to be, you know, I didn't hear any doubt, no fear, no doubt, nothing that wasn't going to tell me that I'm not going to be just like I was. And so I, I know that she, that's why when you go through this, I feel like the caregiver has a lot more of the stress in the, the hard part versus the actual patient that goes through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was a lot of just protecting, you know, your mindset and your overcoming and, you know, we're still walking out the journey, but like you said, we stand on faith and, you know, there's other, um, you know, chemotherapy treatments in the future that they have if, if the drug becomes resistant. But we pray that it's, you know, what they call, uh, I think it's uh, no um, evidence of the disease, you know. So that's that's what we, we pray and we lean on every single day. And we partner uh, with a lot of prayer warriors um, just to lift us in prayer all the time. That's amazing. Your faith yeah. is uh, very strong and it's definitely helped you carry through this difficult time. So that's something that, you know, a lot of times in our life, we, we face something like this and we don't, we kind of walk away from stuff and you guys just dove headfirst into your faith even stronger. So that's an, a, an amazing story to hear. Um, so it, it's again, some of the stuff that happened along the way for you guys is just, it is divine intervention and there's really not an answer for that. So that's, that's an amazing story to hear. And it's something that really inspires a lot of people along the way. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how, how do you maintain your faith through such challenging times? Do you, did, did you both grow up in the church and you, you, you know, you had that strong foundation yeah, I believe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I grew up in church, you know, my whole life, you know, and I and I think I also saw other good uh, fellow Christian friends and stuff and go through struggles and different things in life. And I saw how they leaned into their faith. Yeah. So I think yeah. it gave me example too, like, OK, sure, this is a storm. It is tough, you know. But each day, sometimes we broke it down. You had we we had to go very small. We had to go, hey, we're just going to focus on today. We're going to focus on. We're not going to think any too far out. To you know, if I just walk out to the kitchen and back today, if that's my rehab, that's good. You know, and or Missy would go down to work and she was still providing for the family, and I would be watching Rocky. She's like, okay, go watch Rocky movies. You know, so I was like, hey, I got up to Rocky four already. You know what I mean? So that was my rehab a little bit. You know, that's what I was telling my my dad brought me up on Rocky movies so I could probably recite every single line and then Chad would tell me well I, he's like, I need I to study up, up <laughs> I'm like, yeah because he got knocked down a lot and so he needs you need to get, get back, back up, up. So, that's great that thing, inspiration but. through Rocky you cannot beat that so <laughs> hey that's yeah exactly right. that's amazing so. so so one of the things that has been a positive to come out of this is Missy you wrote a book and if mm-hmm. uh, if you could just provide us some some detail on the book and what kind of led you to to writing this in the first place 
Yeah. Um, wow. So I feel like this really, and I have to give credit to God on this because it's a God inspired idea and, um, just our hearts. If you know us are, we always want to help and impact others. And so the way that is the title of the book and we, I came up with that pretty much from just feeling like, um, a tsunami, you know, it was almost like one of those big catastrophic waves that you have no time to prepare for. And if you've, I think there's a trailer on some type of movie right now on the tsunami and if that's an image that kind of puts in in your mind of what kind of devastation can occur from something like that i kind of uh kind of related that symbolically to going through our experience and so that's how the wave started and then throughout the chapters of the book i've interwoven um elements of you know the wave and then also things within the waves and talk about you know where you find your uh, way is through the lighthouse, which is Jesus Christ and leaning on him like a lighthouse would lead you in darkness or, you know, troubled waters and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. So and then I guess the idea of the book um, came up because when Chad and I would walk around in the Duke um, Cancer Center, or as we like to call it, the Duke Cure Center, that's what we say, but um, we would see people with the same look that we had of like shock. And once you've seen that look or you know that look, you know what's happened. And so I just immediately felt called to like be able to have something I could give somebody because how we wanted something to give us to kind of know what was going on or what we need to, you know, some type of encouragement or something I could just put my hands on to read or just read in the waiting room and just a story of hope or a story of inspiration. And so, you know, that's what we hope to do with this book is we're going to put it in um, Duke. Um, the Cancer Center has a library, a resource center, and has books available for people to take or check out and that kind of thing. So I want to, every time we go to his appointments, we want to take books and also not only put it in the library, but also give out to whoever, you know, the Lord lays on our heart as we're there on that day. You know, maybe it's somebody that we don't know, but that's kind of how I guess the book came together is just wanting to help others and inspire other people and just give them hope. How long did it take you to write? Because the reason I ask Eric and I, so this is a side point. Both of us are writing a book ourselves, and we're not making very, very good progress with our, our stuff right now. So how long did it take you to write? Well, I'll have to say this at first, you know, it's so neat how the book came together is because since 2018, I feel like we've been living our life, you know, and doing things and we'd go take day trips or we'd do certain things. And it just seemed like now is the time to kind of put it all together. And then certainly with COVID-19, the pandemic, you know, having extra time and, and Chad is a good motivator. So <laughs> he was always asking me, have you finished your book yet? Or have you, where are you at? So I feel like it started back in 2018. Now I will tell you at first, you know, I had to have some time go by because as I wrote the book, you know, tears would flow from my eyes and it was, me just crying out those words, putting them to paper. And so a lot of times I didn't want to go back and write it, if you know what I mean. You didn't want to relive those memories. But then I kept feeling God tug at my heart and say, no, it's it's not about us. It's really what we're doing for other people. And so you have to fight through those feelings and you have to push on because I want, you know, something greater to to come from it, you know. So I think from that point, it's just and then this past year has really been, you know, there's been some time that's went by. Chad's doing amazing. And 
um, kind of collecting their thoughts. And I really feel like the book has just kind of came together very quickly during this time period. So trying to make a blessing out of what has been adversity. And that's why I wanted to have the book released this year, especially to um, give hope in a season that has been so uncertain. And, you know, like Chad said, a couple of years ago in 2018, our whole world stopped. You know, we were at a standstill. It felt like everybody else was just moving on and doing things and living life as it seems. And so we kind of understood a little bit. But now that not with the COVID-19 kind of understood, but but we understand in a way um, that your world stops, but now everybody's world has stopped, if you know what I'm saying. So I kind of referenced that in the book. So it was like we use the same things or try to lean on the same principles um, back then as we do now going through different waves. Did you, as you wrote it, you said you needed that little bit of distance between when <laughs> when everything had happened and then writing the actual book itself. Did you, did that distance give you a different perspective or did you, um, did, did you just need the time to kind of process everything? Probably a little bit of both, honestly, because it was really a lot of shock. And then also just processing it, you know, I just and then I needed to just to pray, you know, I needed just to get with God. And, you know, I had over an hour and 15 minute commute to my job every day during the time when all this was going on. So I spent three hours in the car and um, I had a lot of time to talk to God and I grew a lot closer to God, you know. Um, and I felt like, you know, sometimes we take jobs, you feel like, you, oh, I'll just take, you know, a job on a whim, but no, nah, God's in that detail too, because, you know, in the book I said, um, you know, would you, would I have spent that much time on sermons or, or processing things, you know, with him, if I had a job that was local, probably not, you know, but since I had that job far away, I spent three hours a day in the car just with God talking to him and like you said, processing and dealing with things and listening to sermons or listening to praise music and then just trying to get my mind right. Like Chad says, before I go into work, you know, because that's, you have to do those performance, those abilities and do those kind of responsibilities and, and have, you know, life going on uh, in some, like I say, in waves around you. That's awesome. So um, the book just recently came out. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. It came out around the, the end of November. Um, yes. So what, what's been your the reception you've gotten so far? Um, actually, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of people reach back out to me and really say, hey, you know, your book, one person reached out and said, your book has inspired me to take a new direction in my life that I've been thinking about doing things. And I, I know that this might be, you know, time for me to even, you know, go do something different. So not only just in dealing with, I think, um, you know, types of cancers or lung cancer and that kind of thing, but also people that are just dealing with struggles or waves of anything in life. I feel like some of these principles, people have reached out to me uh, when they need to feel encouraged or, you know, this book, uh, one person said that they had, you know, a diagnosis um, of the first person I heard from. So they had a diagnosis that wasn't too positive and this book came at the perfect time. And so she said that she was encouraged by it and it gave her hope. And so there were praying with them too. So I think it just connects us all together. And um, I've just, I've had a lot of feedback. I've had people that have reached out to me and said that, you know, they were in tears and could actually hear uh, the voice inflection 
and, and things that were going on in the story. And it's just so real. I think that's one of the main characteristics is the transparency and the realness that vulnerableness that we were willing to share because we want to share the story uh, and help others. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear more. I want to hear more because as you write something, you always want to hear the impact. The gives you more, more joy. You yeah. know, it gives you so much joy and that we are doing something good um, in the world. That's awesome. Yeah. So again, Jess and I have purchased the book. I'm hoping it's here today. So can you provide uh, a little more information uh, again about, about you and your work and how people can find this? Oh yeah, definitely. So um, the book is called The Wave and it is, uh, you can uh, purchase it on amazon.com uh, and you can either download as a Kindle or in paperback format. And so it'll be uh, actually um, type in The Wave, Missy Eddie uh, in search engine. And then there's a subtitle that's called um, A Faith-Filled Journey and Testimony on Dealing with Lung Cancer. So uh, that's a little bit about how you can find the book. Awesome. Did you self-publish this or did you go through a publishing company? Just um, I went through um, Amazon actually, and they have a self-publishing um, system and platform to where you can go ahead and uh, just self-produce any type of books and things like that. They make it very easy. And so I just used some of our pictures on the cover from a trip where we went to uh, Vero Beach actually on Chad's 40th after his surgery. And we just decided to pack him up and we took off on that 40th birthday. Cool. And the back cover is actually us walking in the sand in Vero Beach, one of our favorite places. And one of my favorite places I spent a lot of time with some special friends, um, you know, in my twenties. So uh, I think that's a part of God's plan too. You know, those, those tight places and images and part of the book. So a long time ago starting. That's cool. Yeah. Again, we can't thank you guys enough for joining today, sharing your message. Um, it, again, I'm excited about uh, getting an opportunity to read this book. Um, we might be reaching up on chat ourselves to uh, kind of push us along to read and write our books. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, he's listened to a lot of Rocky. He's good. Oh, good. I might need that. Yeah, motiv- yeah. Might need that motivation now. So, uh, again. Missy, Chad, thank you so much for joining today. Yes, thank your you. your story, uh, your faith are both very powerful and something I think our listeners are going to uh, really come away inspired with. Well, that's yeah. wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you, Eric and Tim. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. Thanks again for, for listening. You can always find more episodes by visiting inspirewv.com or on your favorite podcast app. Of course, you can always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to info at inspirewv.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time with more inspiration. But until then, stay inspired and be inspiring.